At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. You found primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. It is Visa's Primetime Action live from the South Pole Hotel Casino. Tip of the strip, Gil Alexander, Matt Brown, Kelly Bidlin. It's a Monday night. Oh, yes. What a weekend of football. What a weekend of golf. We'll talk about all of that uh, with the boys. Eric Eager will join us. Dr. Eric Eager. Dr. Mr. Dr. Mr. Eric Eager from Pro Football Focus, who probably said the single most intelligent thing on any show last week. Um, and we'll get that. We'll get back to that about the NFL. We'll talk to him in about an hour. We do have some puck drops. Uh, and some tip-offs as well. Starting, we do. We got uh, three right now in the NBA. If you want to get involved, these are happening right this second. So head to your book of choice: the Clippers and the Pacers at seven Eastern, four Pacific. The Clippers are actually this one. You can find one on either side. So if you want the if you want the uh, point with the Clippers or with the Pacers, you can find that if you check around. Total two twenty-three and a half to two twenty. Four, the Pelicans and the Cavs. The Cavs are four, four and a half point home favorites over the Pelicans. A total of 206 and a half to 207. And then the Grizzlies and the Sixers. The Grizzlies are three and a half to four point road favorites over the Sixers. 217 and a half. The total, 730 Eastern, 430 Pacific. The Heat and the Celtics. The Celtics are six and a half point home favorites over the Heat. 208 and a half to 209 the total. 730 Eastern, 430 Pacific. The Kings and the Knicks. The Knicks are seven to seven and a half point home favorites over the Kings. 211 and a half to 212 and a half the total there. So shop around. Raptors and the Hawks at 730 Eastern, 430 Pacific. The Raptors are two and a half to three point road favorites over the Hawks. 213 to 13 and a half. The total, 8 Eastern, 5 Pacific. The Blazers and the Thunder. The Blazers are 3.5 to 4-point road favorites over the Thunder. 215, 215 and a half is your total. And then 8 Eastern, 5 Pacific, we got the Warriors and the Rockets. No late games tonight. The Warriors are 10 to 10 and a half point road favorites over the Rockets. A total of... Anywhere from 229.5 up to 231. So there is a point and a half difference on total on that one, so be sure. And take a gander around your books that you bet at for that one. We do have one puck drop happening right this second. So Panthers and Jackets, if you want to play in that one, the Panthers are minus 310 
Road favorites over the Jackets, plus 255 if you want the home underdog there. 7.30 Eastern, 4.30 Pacific, the Ducks and the Red Wings. This is about a coin flip. You can find the Ducks as a little bit of a favorite at a couple of different books, so about minus 115 to minus 105. Yeah, a couple injury notes around the NBA if you're looking to bet any of those games. Trey Young out tonight. Um, for the Hawks, I was trying to uh, get in on the Raptors side before this news came out, but too late, too late. Might look at them live tonight, but uh, no no Trey Young for the Hawks tonight as they host the Raptors in that Heat-Celtics game. No Jimmy Butler for the Heat tonight. Kyle Lowry still out as well. P.J. Tucker out tonight. Uh, so the Heat, Heat pretty shorthanded going into Boston. Boston will have uh, Dennis Schroeder back in the lineup, even uh, Romeo Langford back in there tonight as well. So Boston looking pretty healthy as the Heat come into town. Sacramento Kings, they've been playing horribly lately. We were hoping to have De'Aaron Fox back tonight. He will be out, uh, though, a late scratch here in the past hour against the Knicks. Um, so keep an eye on that one if you're looking to bet that game. Nerlens Noel will go for the Knicks tonight. Uh, and then in the Grizzlies, 76ers won probably the biggest injury of the of the night to be aware of. Joel Embiid out tonight for rest, rest purposes, so not exactly injury, but out for rest tonight, uh, as well as Korkmaz. Um, Shake Milton still out with that back injury. Seth Curry is a go tonight for them. He was questionable earlier. And then in that Pelicans game, Brandon Ingram will be out tonight against uh, Cleveland. Jonas Valanciunas is still listed as questionable, so definitely check that one before this game tips off. Uh, I should have an official note out on that one. I'll double-check on that. Darius Garland out on the Cleveland side tonight. Laurie Markkinen still out for them as well. So uh, Cleveland playing pretty shorthanded tonight against the New Orleans Pelicans. Andre Drummond drawing the spot start there for the Sixers whenever he has drawn the start when Embiid has either been out with with COVID or rest or whatever it might be. Averaging about 8.5 points a game, 13.5 rebounds, 2.5 assists, about one steal and a block and a half as well. So he uh, he's done pretty well in the spot starts there for Drummond. Yeah, that's one. If, if Steven Adams wasn't on the other side, I'd probably be looking at some prop plays on Drummond tonight because I do I do think there's a – I mean, obviously he's one of the best backup centers in the league, but Steven Adams will battle with him all night. So I, I don't really know if that's one I'm jumping to tonight. Uh, Oilers and Senators still on the ice at 7.30 Eastern, 4.30 Pacific. You have the Oilers as minus 210 road favorites over the Senators, plus 180 if you want the home underdog. In that one, 7.30 Eastern, 4.30 Pacific, the Canucks and the Blackhawks. The Blackhawks are mm, slight favorites there, about minus 120 at home. Over the Canucks, you can catch plus 110, the best price out there on the underdog on the road. And then finally, 7.30 Eastern, 4.30 Pacific, we have the Devils and the Leafs. The Leafs are minus 340 home favorites. Over the Devils, you can find plus 285 out there on the road underdog Devils. All right, Joe Ingles of the uh, Jazz. The Jazz confirming that he tore his left ACL this weekend. He'll have surgery in the next several weeks. That according to Woj, who reported that first. I'm no physician, but that, I believe that means he's out for the year. Yeah, just terrible. That's a uh, that's a major blow for that team. Joe Ingles, one of the best uh, uh, best guys off the bench in the league, can do so many different things as that kind of point forward position, can shoot shoot the deep ball, run the offense when they don't really have a true point guard on the floor. Uh, been one of the best trash talkers in the league. So really a, really a shame for the Jazz to be missing out on him, especially when uh, there's some reports floating around within that team that Donovan Mitchell might not be happy uh, with what's going on right now. It's uh, 
it, it's beginning to feel like, the, at least for this season, the Jazz's uh, year. This might not be the Jazz's year as much as we all uh, thought they might be after last Andy year. Trash talks with an accent, which makes it awesome. Also, oh, totally. Jazz in the uh, fourth position currently in the Western Conference. About 50 games, 50 plus. That's where everybody's rounding the 50 game mark of the season. Still on our way to the All Star break in the NBA. Uh, some injury notes in the NFL. We'll get into both games yesterday, uh, but just to follow up on some stuff, Jimmy Garoppolo will undergo surgery on his injured thumb uh, as soon as it can be scheduled. Ian Rappaport reported today. Uh, Garoppolo's recovery time expected to be four to six weeks, where he will play next year. Who knows? Uh, seemed to have a little emotional exchange with John Lynch after the Niners lost to the Rams yesterday. And speaking of the Rams, their tight end, Tyler Higby, who went down yesterday during that game, uh, ruled out yesterday with a knee injury, but he appears to have avoided any significant damage. That is huge. His availability for the Super Bowl will be up in the air and decided over the next two weeks. That from Ian Rappaport as well. And the tight end on the other side, same deal. So uh, C.J. Uzoma got mm-hmm. the got the fair, uh, you know as good as could be expected injury news from him that it looks like it's a sprained MCL. Now the of course, it's it's going to be playing through pain if they do decide that he's able to go in that game. But again, both guys, at least they avoided serious injury more than anything. But hopefully there is a chance for both of those guys to be back out there because, again, we just we want to see the best version of these teams whenever they take the field in two weeks. So hopefully that is something that, uh, that we can look at. Doug Peterson getting the second interview uh, with the Jags. So, of course, former Eagles head coach Doug Peterson – uh, getting that second look there from the Jaguars. And then Josh McDaniels, <laughs> tell me if this is a ringing endorsement, guys. Um, he said that the team has the capability of winning with Derek Carr. Oh, wow. Jeez. The and, capability uh, after, of winning. After the outpouring of tweets by Raiders players this weekend that were not overly positive about uh, McDaniels coming in. A lot more support for the interim coach than the new coach. Can we go back to the Jaguars for a second? This seems like the most ridiculous coaching search ever. From really Byron does. Leftwich to Rich Bisaccia to Doug Peterson. What are we, what are we looking for I, I here? I, I mean, Gil, they're one of the worst franchises in the NFL. It, like, I mean, what, in the history of the NFL? Sorry, but it's Jacksonville. You're always going to be a smaller market. Byron Leftwich is one of, like, your lone bright spots of the, enti- of the entire franchise's history. How is that not the most obvious fit ever? And I get that the Raiders well, loved Rich Bisaccia, but how is he a fit for Trevor Lawrence? Well, the the report about Leftwich now is that he he basically, I think, has all but pulled his name from that job because oh, he, he doesn't, doesn't like okay. he doesn't like Trent Baalke, apparently. Right. And so Balky butted heads with Jim Harbaugh in San Francisco. Yeah, and, and apparently, I guess there was one of those deals where, through the course of these interviews, maybe they didn't they weren't jiving or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it is the Bengals and the Rams, Super Bowl 56, 13 days from now. Uh, the Rams installed as uh, initially initially as four-point favorites, kicked down to three and a half, seeing some fours again on this, uh, including here at the uh, South Point. And uh, it was a good weekend for those of us who had Rams NFC futures. It was a good weekend for those of us who had the Niners plus the points as well. Hit the middle on that. And it was a good weekend for those who had the Bengals, not only plus the points, but the money line as well. Chiefs famously up in this game, 21-3, to just coasting along. Bengals get a late first-half touchdown, a uh, 41-yarder from uh, Burrow to Samaje P. Ryan, 21-10, to but it was plenty of time, especially after what we saw last week with Patrick Mahomes. And sure enough, the Chiefs matriculated the ball down the field, and they end up with a first and goal at the one with nine seconds left. But no timeouts because Andy Reid needlessly burned one earlier when he should have just challenged a play instead. 
on a fourth and short earlier, or a third and short earlier. First plays an incomplete pass, and then with five seconds left, up 11 points. Patrick Mahomes throws it to Tyreek in the field of play, and it all kind of turned on that. At the moment, didn't get in the end zone, by the way, and they go to the locker room 21-10. to And boy, the Chiefs had trouble gaining yards ever after that point until their final drive of regulation. At the moment, Matt, did you say to yourself, that's going to come back to haunt them? Or were you like, ah, no biggie? I mean, certainly certainly at the time thought that that could be an incredibly massive play. There's, there, there's no doubt about it. I mean, like kind of stepping, uh, stepping on somebody's neck right there when you had the opportunity. Gil, some interesting stuff just since we kind of got in the studio oh. here um, with all this. As you mentioned, I mean, I was looking if this was a rest of country thing or if it was, if it was in Vegas as well. I just uh, noticed the same thing. Four, four and a halfs are popping yeah. now. It's basically um, everywhere here yeah, in Vegas. Yeah, so four and a halfs are, are lighting up uh, not only rest of country but here in Vegas as well. So the money coming in and back in the Rams here early on this thing. Uh, DraftKings, MGM, William Hill, et cetera, rest of country, and then also Circa and uh, MGM properties here in Vegas as well, four and a half. Keep betting them. I'll take the points. There are some statistical mismatches for the Bengals, that's for sure. We'll come back. We'll review everything from yesterday. Veasan's primetime action from the South Point. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. You know, I don't have to tell you, that is the best place to get all the betting insights for the big game. And right now, you can sign up to get our free big game betting guide. It's a digital guide, gives you trends, strategies, props to watch, and tips from our experts. Visit vsin.com slash Super Bowl to get your free guide and get ready for the biggest football betting action of the year. It's Gil Alexander, Matt Brown, Kelly Bidlin. About the ending of that first half, uh, where the Chiefs squandered an opportunity to add to their 21 to 10 lead. Here's what both Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes had to say about that. Yeah, so I was, uh, you know, I was hoping we could get get the ball in the end zone. I probably gave him the wrong play first of all. So uh, to start with, I could have given him something better than that, um, where the play was open in the end zone, and um, and then we wouldn't have to go through that. But it's, uh, I'll, I'll take responsibility for that one out. Yeah, we had just we had just ran a play. Uh, it took four seconds to play before um, where I burned it. So I knew that the time um, was low, obviously, and knew we needed to get points. Uh, we called a play that we were trying to get someone over the middle quick, um, and then I was probably I was supposed to throw the ball away. Uh, I got greedy, I got a little greedy there and tried to give the Tyreek and get a touchdown. They had two people out there, um, so uh, definitely. I mean, in the long run of things, uh, it looks bad. But uh, I, if we had another chance, I would have went for another play again. Well, 
translate that for folks. Andy Reid basically saying, uh, let me see what I can do to uh, deflect this off of my quarterback. And then Patrick Mahomes sort of not really backing down on it there, saying he'd do it again. They messed up. And this is the thing with the Andy, you know, little sports talk radio. The legacy of Andy Reid now, one Super Bowl appearance with the Philadelphia Eagles, got to multiple NFC championships, but only one Super Bowl appearance. The uh, Eagles lose to the Patriots back in the day. And now you have four consecutive AFC championships where the Chiefs hosted it. They have failed to get to the Super Bowl two of those four times and have won just one. And this sort of thing has plagued his career. Poor time management. The old Bill Simmons joke was, Andy Reid is a great coach of the two-minute warnings. Then you should tap somebody like you would bring in somebody from the bullpen in baseball and just have Reid trot off the field because the time management just plagues his whole career. The 1.4 QBR in the second half plus overtime was the sixth-worth second half plus overtime QBR performance by any quarterback in any game this season and that was Patrick Mahomes. Here's what Patrick Mahomes had to say about his second half performance. There's a few, just a few misreads here and there. There was guys that were open, um, and I, I didn't hit at the right time, or I didn't, I didn't, I, I passed up on a sudden shorter that I went for something. I wanted to get something deeper down the field. Um, and when you're playing a good team and you don't hit what's there, and you and you try to get try to get a little bit more than what's what's necessary, uh, you you it kind of bites you in the bites you in the butt, I guess you would say. I mean, it's it's something that uh. Uh, we were playing so well in the first half. In the second half, uh, we were just off a tick, and that's all. They had 34 yards of total offense, the Chiefs did, and two first downs the entire second half up until that final drive and the game-tying field goal. What do you make of that? I, I, <laughs> I, uh, I tweeted, you know, as this game was, was still progressing. I was like, you know, look, this – the Bengals have seen this before, right? I mean, this was this is what happened in Week 17. This was they got out to you know a deficit. The Chiefs couldn't. They made some adjustments. The Chiefs didn't make the right adjustments, and they came back and won the game. And it, and then you look at this one, and you know, listen the, to to the Chiefs' credit. I mean, to the to the Bengals' credit. I mean, like you know, they they did make adjustments, and what they were basically doing was dropping like eight into coverage, essentially like every yeah. time. They just were like, okay, fine, you know, we're just going to drop eight into coverage, make him sit there and have to try to figure out what to do with with eight of us dropped back into coverage because listen the as we saw like the first several drives Patrick Mahomes of course it was three touchdown passes in the first three drives so the, the man the man coverage was not working the trying to get pressure on him was not working they weren't able to keep him in the pocket and then once he was able to get outside the pocket doing all that creation and everything that he was doing and so again to their credit they went in at halftime and said okay we just got to do something completely drastic and different here because this this what we're doing right now obviously is not working for us and so um, you know good good on them for that. That being said, I mean you know the Chiefs that was I think if you're I, I I don't care by any stretch of the imagination here. I mean if you're if you look at that I mean that is a very classic 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 choke job. I think I mean you're you, if you're up by that amount of points if you're the Chiefs in that situation I mean there you just can't you just, you just cannot let that game in the way the way that it ended like that. And, I mean, you know, again, the the play at the end of the first half, I think, was, I'm not going to say a, a telltale sign of things to come, but I certainly think that once that happened, I think everybody kind of like you're, you kind of perked up a little bit and you were just like, okay, Eli Apple makes a one-on-one tackle in the open field on Tyreek Hill. They don't throw it in the end zone, no timeouts, all that. It's like, 
it feels like that could be significant. But it was so, it you know, like so, large. so much more than that, right? 21 to 13 when Mahomes throws the pick at the line of scrimmage to P.J. Hill, right, which set up the game-tying touchdown, the two-point conversion. In overtime, Eli Apple should have had a pick six, right, before Patrick Mahomes actually threw the real pick in overtime. Just a, just a bad performance all around. And, you know, we talked about the Chiefs a lot this year. Did, don't you think now in retrospect, though, a little bit? I know, and I know I went crazy when I called him a fraud. But don't you, when you look back on them, will you at least concede that this was a Chiefs team that had a lot of weird stretches? Uh, weird is the key word, I think. Just, that, that's what I ended up taking away yesterday, Gil, was this was a weird ending to a weird season for the Kansas City Chiefs. And when you start looking in, you know, take put it in perspective and looking back the past couple of years, it's like, okay, is this more of a indicator of, I don't know what's to come, or is this just a one-off season for the Chiefs? Right. I don't really not know. as good of a team as we as we perceive them to be last year. Yeah, and and I think you know going back to the beginning of the playoffs before the playoffs even started, right? So let's just talk you know before Wild Card Week even happened. You know, and we'll we'll dissect obviously this game for the next two weeks. So you know, every single which way. But let's take like you know step back to when the, before the playoffs even started. You know, I, when when we got going here. I mean, as I was looking at all these teams and trying to break things down and trying to see how things would play out, you know, the one thing I said is just look right into that camera and I go, I don't think any of these teams are all that good. Like, I don't think any of these teams are all that good or all that dominant, and which is why I was, you know, kind of sitting here going, it would not surprise me if we sat here and we walked in here and Cincinnati was playing in the Super Bowl. Now, I didn't think, you know, it, that was kind of more kind of more of the like, hey, I'm not to- so totally sold or convinced on any of these teams. That was more of the statement that I was making there. But That's literally we, the one thing I didn't see coming. Yeah. <laughs> the, the Bengals you know, there. But, but it was, but it kind of played out that way. Ha ha. You know, it, it, it's, I don't think any of these teams was, was it, were, were complete all season long. Now, look, the Rams certainly peaking at the right time right now with everything that's going on with that. I mean, if we were talking about ceilings of these teams, we kept saying, now the Rams playing at their ceiling are probably still the team that I think is the best team. But, yeah. you know, it was we were never seeing the ce- – well, actually, I should say this. We were never seeing the ceiling game two games in a row. We would see, like, a ceiling game, and then we'd see a floor game. Then we'd see a ceiling game, and then we'd see a middling game. But we never saw, like, this team going ceiling, 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 which is why we were never sold on them to be yeah. able to make it through. And I think they could have just as easily lost yesterday. Yeah, well, I mean, they – I totally. think every coach, by the way, every all four coaches had – just mind-numbing. Horrible. Sean McVay has coached two horrific games in a row, and they're in the Super Bowl. Uh, I mean, I think that that was, I mean, all four of them yesterday. But all I, four I, of them had, had moments where you're sitting here going, what in the world is going on right here? Is this just like the the moment is even too big for you guys who've been here before? Like, like I, I could not, I mean, obviously, the Shanahan stuff, the, the Andy Reid yeah. stuff, Zach Taylor deciding, Come hell or high water, I'm running on first down and putting Joe yes, Burrow at second yes. nine. Like Every apparently time. the only way Every to unleash time. his powers is for him to have to play from second nine and third and seven in the game every single time. It was like you're sitting here going, "What are you doing? Like, why are you putting your quarterback in this situation every single time?" And you like, do it every single time, and then, and then of course you know in the McVay stuff that that Gil, uh, you're, you're probably about to get into, but it was just all four coaches, I'm, it, multiple times, I'm screaming at the television like. Well, what what is going on here? How is this happening? I mean, we'll get to the McVay thing, but I, I you know, part and parcel with what you're saying, Matt, is you know, oh, you, none of these teams are are great, right? So anybody could get there. The lament of the teams from weeks gone by. Imagine as bad as that was, as gut wrenching as that was for the Bills last week, up 
with 13 seconds left, given of the 44 yards and 10 seconds to Mahomes, and then losing it overtime. Imagine how the Bills feel after that game yesterday. Imagine how the Titans feel after having the ball on their racket against the Bengals. Imagine how the Packers feel losing to the Niners right, with just special teams points, now a week later even that much more magnified because they all have to know, good Lord, we could be in the Super Bowl and you don't, easily. And, and, and we'll, I'm sure, futures, odds, and all that stuff, we'll talk about all this stuff over the next couple of weeks and, and all that. Like, I don't want to go overboard, but I do think that there are some of these teams that we can kind of start to look at. If you take a step back and go like, okay, now this team – Glaring problem here and here. Can this be addressed to the point to where, like, oh, maybe this team can kind of become a whole team? And, like, then you start to look at some of these other teams, specifically these ones that are losing their quarterbacks or losing whatever, and you start to go, that void is not likely to be filled by anything that's going to resemble what this team was the year before. Like, I think we can at least get start to kind of figure out as we look a little bit forward, okay, this team going to take a – probably a pretty big step back. This team has a chance to take a really big step forward here, and then there'll be all those teams that kind of fall into the shuffle in the middle. Green Bay and Tampa Bay perhaps yeah. being the most obvious yes. of the step backs if Aaron Rodgers leaves. We don't know if he will, but we – could you Big Ben, Brady, and Aaron Rodgers, well, could you imagine they all just walk away in the same season? <laughs> May happen. Brady appears, uh, appears the writing is on the wall for that one. Uh, we'll do more. We'll talk more about the Rams and the Niners and the Bengals and the Chiefs. Fruit Baskets next. Beeson's Primetime Action. You are looking live at Primetime Action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit VSIN.com to check the current betting splits data. Betting splits data. Splitting bets. This new feature gives you insights of where the money and bets are moving for every game. You'll be able to see where the public is betting. Based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion, data is available for money line over under it against the spread bets. Betting splits yet another way. That VSIN is here to make you a smarter, better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at vsin.com. And now for a supersized edition of Fruit Baskets. Some bets are more fruitful than others. Let's find out who deserves a fruit basket of their own for helping the primetime action crew win this weekend. How many times do you think I'll say betting splits? If you don't answer, I'll keep saying <laughs> like five. Four, five times. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go betting over, splits over under four and a half <laughs> until you just I was, move on. I was in the middle. I, I found on the on the Twitter machine like people are the the books are advertising that the fours are gone and that it's four and a half now and whatever. And it's just interesting. Like they're mm. it looks like they're. It wants that trying to get that yeah, money, like yeah. trying to get the drum up some stuff going on and, and all that. It's just interesting. But I mean the money line now up to if if you wanted them, I mean the money line's up to you can find plus one seventy five out there right now. Wow. You're up. Fruit baskets. It was a weekend. Yeah. It was a it was a weekend, guys. So I uh, want to give this up to uh Will Zalatoris and Luke List and both of those guys make it to a playoff this weekend. It was the best. Golf playoff in the history of golf playoffs for me because I had both guys. Yes. And I didn't have to sweat it. One guy at 44 to 1, and one guy, the eventual winner there on the right, at 83 to 1. Good and for you. So man. Uh, Luke List gets home at 83 to 1. Hopefully, you guys tuned in to the, uh, to the show this past week and were able to get on some of those. And even if you just, uh, even if you tailed the Zazalatoris side of things, you still were able to kind of hedge off there as well and make some money no matter what. So hopefully, you were 
on top of that. My second one. Well, uh, don't sure be right. modest, Matt. You had you, you had the guy awesome. who came in third too. Right. John I, Rock. I had one, two, and three. If one, you yeah. look at a score, if you look at the the scoreboard, it was one, two, and three. Matt Brown had one of the most impressive <laughs> golf betting weekends I've ever seen in my life. Were you a little worried when uh, Jason Day Eagle there that you were going to get beat? Oh, well, heck yeah, that yeah. was we were. We were I was cursed. I was cursed. Yeah, I was, I was about to just say something even way worse on the air. But yeah, Matt, Matt and I were uh, texting back. We were and forth. cursing. Yes. Like this is done. <laughs> Zalatoris can't make a single putt. This is going to be the worst weekend ever. Yeah, we were. Uh, we, we were. We were being dramatic. Yes. Yeah. We were cursing. But yes, good. Uh, good golf betting weekend, and that's a good way to start the the season here because. It would take a long time for me to get into the uh, to get into the red this season now at this Outstanding point. Outstanding so golf tournament for you. That's good stuff. Uh, you probably knew where this one was going, but uh, Jesus H. Burrow, Evan McPherson, and then and then Patrick Mahomes as well for that game uh, was all over Cincinnati all week long, um, and they did not disappoint. And then of course Evan McPherson just becoming overnight ahead, over over Justin Tucker as the best kicker oh, in the man. NFL. Wow. Overnight. <laughs> The best kicker in the NFL. Guy just goes out and makes kicks. That's all he does. And, of course, Patrick Mahomes for the the couple of gifts there in the uh, second half and in overtime in order to get that home for Cincinnati. Of course, L.A. Rams. And this was, uh, look, you know, we were talking about this all week. We had a bunch of futures on the Rams. It was uh, it was just as amazing as humanly possible. Uh, thanks to Scromcheck for dropping the big long touchdown pass that may have changed the flow of the whole game and how things were going. So I What'd do appreciate that. What'd you call him? Scromcheck. Scromcheck. Uh, yeah. And, uh, and, I also, and I also really, really enjoyed the <laughs> fact, too, that he drops that touchdown pass. And basically at that point, Matthew Stafford was like, okay, I'm just not going to trust any of these other guys. And I'm just going to throw to Odell and Cup every single yeah. time. And I'm not going to mess with any of these scrubs like the rest of this way. And that allowed them to come back and win that game as well. And then also fall in the middle for us to not only hit our future, but the plus three and a half. Like we said, it was a weekend, guys. And then this is just an honorary, this is an honorable mention, honorary fruit basket here. I didn't make any money off of Rafael Nadal, but listen, if you're a longtime tennis fan, you heard us talk about this as well throughout the course of the week. I could not have been more wrong. I will wear this, the giant L here on the show. I thought this was a hey, let's get some competitive tennis in. Let's get some workout in. Coming back off of injury, he just wanted to get out there and play against the top-level guys so he could prepare for that run in Paris. And instead, he's like, oh, no, no, no. I wasn't out here tuning up for anything. I was going to go ahead and win this thing, and I'm going to go ahead and take the all-time lead in Majors 1, Grand Slams 1. And, and listen, that's just a tip of the cap to this guy who, again, I, I was completely wrong coming into this tournament and also rallied from down to, to get that done. So, Honorary fruit basket to one. I was, I was too. Rafael Nadal. The whole run up to the Australian Open, we're talking about Djokovic. Will he play? Will he not? Will he get to 21 if he does? Nadal gets the 21 singles and now has the French Open next. So uh, Djokovic could find himself down too pretty quick. Fruit baskets for me. Ash Body. She wins the ladies' side plus 220 pre flop before the tournament. At least we got that and we got Ego to win her quarter. Uh, at plus 250 on the lady side. So fruit basket for Ash Body, who takes it home. Fruit basket to both Nadal and Medvedev. I had Medvedev futures that didn't get there, but I did have the over in the uh, title match. Boy, did that go over. As Matt said, Medvedev, up two sets, had uh, he had he had love 40. Nadal had love 40 on his racket. 
Medvedev had three shots at the break. Could have been a straight set victory, and instead Nadal comes all the way back and beats him, so the over goes in easily. Uh, 49ers and Rams, fruit basket, fruit basket. 49ers for covering the three and a half. Rams for winning the NFC and cashing all of our NFC futures. So uh, good on both of them. Fruit baskets to both. And finally, uh, this morning in tennis, David, or I should say, let me pronounce that correctly, David Goffin from Belgium gets a win for us to start the uh, post-Australian Open tennis season. Three different tournaments around the world, three different surfaces. Tonight we're on Yannick Hanfin, but we're 57 points ahead of the current number. Got it at plus 104. Yannick Hanfman is like minus 153 now, so not really playable. But those fruit baskets go all around. Kelly. Yeah, uh, I'm going to start here with uh, Will Zalatoris and his irons, Matt. I'm going to give a fruit basket to a piece of golf equipment, okay? His <laughs> irons, because it wasn't his driver and it wasn't his putter, that's for sure. But the, uh, I'll spin this the, the good way first, the Willie, the Willie Z good way. He basically got to the playoff of a PGA Tour tournament with only using those clubs to his advantage because his putter was a disaster all week. He couldn't make anything outside of five feet. His driver failed on him at the end as he was getting tight, started spraying with the driver off the tee. So... Regardless, though, of all those things where that guy was clearly nervous, young guy, looking to get his first win, he still was dialed in with the irons. So I will give the good side of Willie Z there. Thank you, Willie Z, for at least getting to a playoff, allowing me to hedge off the bet I had on him. How much do you think he weighs? I don't know, 142 pounds. Apparently they say he, if this, if this, I mean, if you were watching, just imagine this from last year if you weren't a golf fan. They said he added 12 pounds in the offseason. That doesn't surprise me. So, so. I mean, if that tells you anything, how little he was even last year. Yeah, I, I was watching with a friend on Saturday, and we actually both brought that up. Where we're like, I think he put on a little weight, yeah. but it's hard to tell because he's still so skinny. Mm. Uh, but yeah, so that doesn't surprise me. Um, yeah, so Zal 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 Torres there, but yeah, I mean, come man, it was a. I was texting Matt if the, if the Rams didn't get home on Sunday, it would have been still a very profitable weekend, but one of the most disappointing weekends of my life betting because that was Zal Torres was rough to watch. All you had to do was sink one putt, dude, over like the past two days, and that would have been a winner. And couldn't do it. I mean, that final putt in regulation cost me so much money just to hedge off. It was so annoying. I know somebody who had who had Zal Torres. Who had the Niners to win the NFC at a huge number? And what was the other one? Oh, Medvedev Futures. Like they lost oh, all three of them yeah. in one weekend. That's brutal. That's yeah. brutal. All right, moving on. A few other golfers. Uh, just shout out to Taylor Gooch, Sung J.M., Mito Pereira. Uh, Taylor Gooch came. He came from way behind to cash a top twenty ticket for me. Sung J.M. and Siwoo Kim on my top South Korean bet might have had the most exciting <laughs> battle of the weekend or of Friday Saturday over the last two rounds. Sung J coming back in the final round to cash that for me, and then Mito Pereira just hey, he hung around, hung around, hung around. Able to cash a top 40 ticket on him. So thank you very much to Mito and those guys. Uh, and then Stafford Rams, like you guys have all said, we all had futures on the Rams. Uh, I didn't hedge off at all, so I was definitely right. Riding a right large on the Rams that game. Uh, we'll definitely be hedging in the Super Bowl, yes. Uh, but uh, what, rode with the Rams, didn't hedge off at all, so that was a big ticket. Finally got home, saved me from complete depression after this Al Torres finish. Hmm. Um, and yeah, a pretty great weekend overall. Even the Denver Nuggets, who I had a, I had one in here for earlier, but took out because we had a lot. Denver Nuggets, <laughs> I played money line in a plus seven and a half yesterday. They ended up winning by 30 in Milwaukee. So good weekend. Good for you, good Mateo. Weekend. Big right. weekend in golf for Mateo. 83 to 1. 83 to 1? 83 to 1. Let me ask you uh, real quick before we go to the break. You were mentioning that this line has gone to four and a half. And we were sort of talking about this a little bit before the break. 
we're a little surprised that this is happening so quickly. Yeah, because typically what we what we've seen, and this is like this is the cool part of like for me, and I think for all of us just too, because it's just it's kind of like this new era, right? right. In sports, it's like it's, it's very interesting to me, and it's pretty cool actually to see because you just don't see the Super Bowl line moving the day like the day out of the Monday of, you know, like at this time of day, right? I mean, maybe like at the very beginning when the lines hit or something that, you know, someone comes in because they disagree with it. And then it basically just kind of sticks until two or three days before. And then you really start to see the action as people, you know, well, it used to be as people got to Vegas to come in and, and, and party and stuff. But now, you know, I'm sure people just start paying more attention as we get to the middle of next week. But to see it start to move here, you know, on a, on a Monday afternoon, again, just randomly, Kelly, maybe it's our happy hour theory. It's it's four it's seven thirty Eastern over oh, there. there. People go. people got to the bar yeah. and pulled open the thing, and they're like, "It's only four? <laughs> I think I'll take it." Someone <laughs> tweeted this morning. I think you put it perfectly. Forgive me, but I don't remember who said this. But they go, "Could any be? Could anybody be that confident about laying points against the Bengals at this point? I don't think you can be. I will not be. I will. For sure. I will not be it either." <laughs> South Point. More primetime action. Eric Eager to join us as well. Coming back. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Getting ready to watch the big game? I know you are. We want to make sure VSIN is a part of your plans. On Big Game Weekend, we'll have 56 hours of free video coverage on VSIN.com leading up to our sixth annual live big game betcast. We'll be here with Mike Pritchard, the three of us. Looking forward to that. It's the biggest game of the year, so make plans now to join the VSIN betting experts before, during, and after the action. On vcin.com, Stormy Bonatoni running point. You know what else? Huh. Kelly's going to be jacketed up for that broadcast. Oh, is he yes. really? Wow. So it's uh, it's going to be completely everybody just looking their best in here. We're going to be everyone's second screen. If we're going to be everyone's second screen experience, Kelly, you're jacking it. You're, you're going to you're gonna know what you're going to do. You're going to wear a jacket on top of a beard shirt so everyone gets the full experience Ooh. of Kelly. Like you get the beard shirt, but then you got the jacket on top of it. All right. Just because Matt Brown said it. There it course. is. There it is. And because Mike Pereira is going to be here, so yeah. If you're, uh, you know, going back to these, these games, which we didn't really, like, you know, break down a ton of, of these games yesterday. If you're a Rams fan, you know, and you're heading into this game right here, I think the one thing you really just have to be super stoked about coming out of that game was just the fact that, you know, 
Odell emerged as that true weapon for this offense, basically at the exact perfect right time for you. And you're able to look at a guy that got, you know, 11 targets, caught nine of them, went for 113. You saw kind of the the Odell of old as well, making some stuff happen after the catch. Like that used to be the, the thing about Odell is he'd catch a five-yard slant and you'd look up and he'd be 70 yards down the field scoring a touchdown or whatever. And you, you kind of started to see that with Odell a little bit as well. And, you know, I, I think the other thing that you probably like about all this is – and the offseason's still to come, and there's lots of stuff and all that, whatever. But all you hear about, oh, Odell's a distraction. And this guy, you know, nobody wants to play with him. He's, uh, everything, all he does is complain and does this, and he's a diva, and he's where. Look, it's short, small sample size. Odell has been here. He's done nothing but just go out and play football. And, again, we'll see how this all plays out over the course of whatever. But he's done nothing but just go out and play football. For and this Cooper Cup still has an invisible cloak. Yeah. 14 targets, caught 11 balls for 142 yards and two touchdowns. It's just unstoppable. Beckham, 9 for 113, 11 targets. Rams ended up with 76 plays to the Niners, 50. Kittle ended up with only two catches for the Niners. Debo only had one touch in the fourth quarter. But I want to go back to Sean McVay for a second, man. Second half, um, the Niners punt on, well, first of all, the Niners punted fourth and nine at the L.A. Rams, 42, up 10 to seven. That was one of their ridiculous punts. 10.55 left in the third quarter, but here we go. Uh, fourth and one for the Niners. Pardon me. Fourth and one for the Rams at the San Francisco 43. They're down 10 to seven. After a third and one incompletion, Stafford fails to convert on a sneak. Even sneaks don't work sometimes. McVay challenges irresponsibly. There's no way they're overturning yeah. it. That's the first one. Loses that one. Uh, then, a little later on, the Rams waste the second timeout, closing seconds of the third quarter. It's first and 10 at the San Francisco 40. They're down 10 at this point, 17-7. to 7. The clock's running down the play clock, and McVay in a panic calls timeout. Just take the penalty at that point. And then finally, uh, <laughs> the, one, the other one, uh, the Niners have the ball, third and two at the Rams 45, 10-42 left. They're up 17 to 14 at this point. You check, you check, no gain. McVay challenges the non fumble ruling where Aaron Donald just picks up the football and just casually throws it down. So McVay, McVay loses that. And on the replay, good horrible God, challenge. was it a horrible, horrible challenge. Gosh, I could not believe that. So he goes over two in challenges. The other timeout, which he probably shouldn't have taken. So he's out of timeouts, he's out of challenges. And like we said, wow, what a horrible challenge that Juszczyk one turned out to be. And so I just say to you, I was like, he he's, might be the greatest X's and O's guys in the o, o's, X's and O guys in the world, but he blew the timeouts yesterday. That game against the Bucks, where they were up by a million, and then he just went completely conservative. And you just worry about that guy. Yeah, yeah. I, I it's, it's like I said, he's like the he's like a sixty five year old mid thirties guy. Like, like he still coaches like <laughs> yeah. like one of these guys. It's like a thirty year NFL vet, and you're just kind of like, well, you know, that guy's never going to change because that's just the way he is. And he's been like that. It's like, no man, you're supposed to be one of these new young progressives, and it doesn't. It, he's he makes the he makes the same boneheaded stuff that we talk about with like a, like Pete Carroll and all the stuff. You know, like we're we're talking about Pete Carroll's like maybe the league's passed him by, oldest coach in the league. Okay, you know, yada yada yada. It's like. Sean McVay's doing the same things Pete Carroll is, you know, or like, dude, what is what is what is wrong with you? What's going on? And again, you still are able to win the game in spite of all of the stuff that that was going on with McVay and all this. And I think that really does just speak to the superior talent level, right, of this Rams team, which is why we kind of fell in love with them, you know, before the season started, and then like at, at times throughout the course of the season as well, where we would say. Golly, if these guys could just you know play to their potential, and I think that's what you saw, see right here. It's just when you have a guy as good as Stafford and Odell and Cooper Cup, and then you've got an Aaron Donald on the other side and Von Miller playing like 
way better than I thought he would. It looks like he's kind of turned back the clock a little bit as well. Sometimes talent can just overcome what was one of the worst. I mean, they all just made. There was a huge Shanahan point. with the punt. I mean, like they all uh, just made just 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 Shanahan with the two punts, right? Like uh, the the one where he he punt he tried to draw them off sides, and then they just punted after it was what second and one, third and one, fourth and two, or whatever it was, and you're like, oh god. I thought he was genius rolling the offense back out there. I think, you know, I think it was Troy Aikman who was convinced too. But like when the offense came back out, I was like, no, they're going with a play here. Like it's it's brilliant. Like Sean, Sean McVay screwed up. Like gets yeah. caught with a horrible challenge. Now run, you know, cram it down his throat and run, run the ball. You run a play here. Yeah, it was the play I, right after Uzcheck where they punted again. Right, that was right, right yeah, after yeah, that. that. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah that's was that was. I was like, really, you're gonna go and punt, and, man? Oh, it, we. We were talking about this when we were talking about coaches. I was like, this guy also, like, the, the biggest nit, like, in in the NFL. Like, it's it's insanity. Like, and, well, I mean, look, at least he's consistent, right? I mean, there is there is something to be said for consistency, but he is consistently, consistently on the wrong side of a lot of these decisions on what to do when it's kind of like, hey, man, fortune favors the brave sometimes, and you got to, like, go out and, and maybe go for it here and there, and you got to not play so close to the vest, especially. And I think it's just an indictment, too, on – on 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 Jimmy G and yes, there was there was not a lot of James yesterday in that in that game. It was a lot of Jimmy G and here, then the most Jimmy G moment in history. Here, here is James Richard Garoppolo after the game. Yeah, I mean that's kind of it's just uh that's kind of our year in a nutshell. You know, we were three and five at one point. People wrote us off, uh and we just kept fighting. So good teams do, so tight brothers do and you no. Know, I got no regrets from this year. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Yeah, I'm still good looking. Yeah. Doesn't really matter. Check you later. I probably won't see any of you next year because I'll be gone anyway. Deuces. Yeah, he's like, I won't see any of y'all anyway, so I'm out of here. All my all my Washington buddies kept texting me yesterday. They goes, oh, get ready for the next Washington quarterback, Jimmy Garoppolo. Oh, We're all like, please no. Here's the thing I will say about Jimmy G. You, you pass roots over the middle. He's about as good as anybody. He hits people right. I mean, he did miss Kittle on one yesterday, though. I should say that. But typically, you throw it right in the middle of the field. He's all right. But man, you throw it to the outside, or God forbid, he rolls out. I don't know what happens to him when he rolls out and throws. But every one of them, that that the second, the two last drives, dra- drives. There were really two last sequences for the Niners. Three and out, three and out. Obviously, ending in the pick that sealed the deal. But on that previous one, the second down play where Jalen Ramsey should have picked it off, I mean, it was just brutal. Brutal. Yeah, and and but like you said, he is going to start for someone next Somebody. year. Because there is a yeah. lot of teams that are going to be needing quarterbacks, and the options that are available, they're going to look and they're going to say, oh, we really don't want to have to start Jimmy Garoppolo, but we have no choice because we're, we're, we, we need somebody that can at least have a pulse back there. you know. And so, I mean, again, he, he was barely over 50%, 16 of 30 in the game, and as we mentioned, just just multiple Jimmy moments throughout the the course of of the game, and you know, it just is a it's strange. Like you said, like you said, Gil, I mean, like it wasn't like the game was really out of reach for for you know, it felt like this was like oh no, they're they're still going to figure out a way to win this, right? Like they're still going to figure out a way to do this, and then just not getting any points at all on the board in the in the fourth quarter there, and the Rams just kind of doing what they do, and again, Stafford finishes efficient, you know, thirty one forty five, three hundred thirty seven yards for him, and and the the arm strength and the the accuracy when he's able to kind of do his thing. You see why they went out and got him. We said this last week heading into the game. I'll say it again. I cannot tip big, the biggest tip of the cap there is to the Rams. You go out and you're like, hey, we are going after this. We understand our window is incredibly small and we're just laying it all on the line. And you go out and every one of those guys that they went out and they went and acquired and they went and did 
I mean, of course, of course, Stafford being the biggest role in all of that. But, I mean, even yesterday, like we said, Odell shows up. 11 different targets for him. He catches nine of those targets, goes over 100 yards. You see what the, the, you know, the impact of Von Miller being able to, to – that's the other thing about this, right? We talked about with this Rams defensive line. You don't get, you don't get as many of the counting sacks for Aaron Donald – as you normally would, because teams can double and triple team this guy. Well, now they bring in Von Miller, and Von Miller requires so much attention that Aaron Donald, yeah, again, not a ton of counting stats, but now the pressures just over and over again, getting in the backfield, causing disruption, making guys have to do things faster than they want to, having to get accounted for. It has made Aaron Donald even better, and so all the moves that they've done so far worked out. Of course, if they don't win the Super Bowl, then – is it a waste? I don't know. but I think if you get to the Super Bowl, it was worth it. I think so, too. Yeah. Kelly, you got to play on any of the two games that tip off here at the top of the hour? Warriors. No, I don't. Those odds, though, uh, right now, uh, these games start in about 15 minutes. you got Warriors at the Rockets. Warriors laying 9.5 to 10 on the road. Uh, 231 to 231.5, the total in this game. This seems pretty high to me with one of the best defensive teams in the league with Golden State. Yes, no Draymond Green for them tonight. No Bielitsa. They'll have a few guys out. Uh, would lead under in that one. And then you got Portland at Oklahoma City. Portland laying 3, 215 your total. All right. Dr. Eric Eager from Pro Football Focus joins us to talk football next. Visa's primetime action. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare 